Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. New episodes uploaded every Monday. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. New episodes uploaded every Friday. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. New episodes uploaded every Thursday. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better, pancakes or French toast. New episodes are uploaded every Wednesday. All shows are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. This is the Brothers Bear Network. Just a heads up. This episode is no longer episode 107. We have rearranged and renumbered the last six episodes so that this episode can be the real episode 101. Enjoy. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your current host right now. This is Santos, and I am back from an alternate uh, real future from uh, back in 2015. I messed things up, and now I'm back. So this is a different alternate recording where Chelsea, Max, and Chris are recording in an alternate timeline. But currently right now, you are following me and my adventures in the DeLorean. So today, I am not by myself, actually. I am joined by someone very special, and the person that I have recording with me today is also someone that you could say this is a first for our show, because it's someone you you could say was in the movie, technically, that we're going to be talking about, (laughs) because he was there. So before I say any more, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself, so please introduce yourself, sir. Hola, yo soy Freddy Morales, uh, Devotion On. In Spanish or English? It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> I'm Freddy Morales, Devotional Dave of Devotional Diva Customer Experience from Los Angeles here on this special, special show. Yeah, thank thank you for joining me, man. I've been I seriously, I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time, in which I'm upset that we didn't do it on 101, because we're we're currently in 107 episodes. So this should have been uh-huh. done episode 101. But yeah, I have right Yeah, I have control <laughs> to go in there and mess with the numbers. So technically this could be the real ep- 101 episode. So I you know, we'll just call it that. We'll call it the 101 yeah, episode. 101. Yeah, 101 man. Episode. All right, so you know, we for for those who are new and want to get to know you, there there is a, a huge side of you that 
you you have been connected with us uh, long ago because you were on Brothers Bear Podcast. We had you on that show. We actually had you twice, and that's when you were out promoting your you know your projects. The first time you were going to be at the OC Fair, right? Wow. Um, yes. Yes. I've yeah. been doing this now ten years now. I just this year will be my tenth year doing uh, Depeche Mode, the Depeche Mode Experience, which is a tribute band and. Uh, yeah, it's been 10 years. Uh, during that time when you and I met, I was building that, and I had my first big show at the OC Fair. Um, and it's been it's been a crazy ride. I'm very, very uh, happy that being a Depeche Mode fan, that the Depeche Mode community has embraced my project, and as well as Depeche Mode. Uh, yeah. Martin, Martin Gore has given me their blessing, and, and also the uh, wait, wait, Depeche wait. Mode management. Wait, he gave you his bl- Like, really? What? What's that? Oh, like, yeah, tell me that all. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, we actually, when he found out about my project, he actually, he was in an interview and they asked him, do you watch Depeche Mode uh, tribute bands? And he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. And there's one in particular that I do watch and he's pretty, he's very, very good. He reminds me of Dave Gaunt in, in an early, early age. And the young, the, and I was like blown away from that. Oh, and, wow, man. Yeah. And from that experience, I was able to meet Martin Gore at a charity event that he that he was doing and he does sometimes uh when he's not touring or writing an album he lives out in santa barbara yeah and uh he invited um you know it's like it's not thousands of people it's just a small little place and whoever lives in santa barbara or in california they can, they can go out and you know uh go and see martin play some records as a dj and that was the time when i was able to meet him and it was an incredible, uh, uh, my first day I was there and he recognized me. He was like, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're from that tribute band. Yeah. And then, and we, uh, I started a relationship, uh, with him and, uh, we've been, um, I mean, I don't go to his house and hang out, but he, just the fact that <laughs> just he that knows he, about, yeah. yeah and, he acknowledged and you, that you he heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome for me to have someone like Martin Gore, like just, know about what i do i didn't right? expect that yeah and um from that point on i was also uh reached out by the depeche Mode camp during the time for the uh, spirit tour where they did a facebook takeover yeah <laughs> and i was picked out of millions of people too and i was number 70 something i i think it was number seven and uh yeah i was featured on their facebook page the peshmo facebook page for one day and i was able to share three stories yeah morning afternoon and then in the evening and that gave me a lot of exposure and that kind of gave me a lot of uh um a promotion to kind of tell you know what i do why i do it yeah um, and and the reason why i do it because i'm a big huge depeche Mode fan yeah and i see that's funny because like i i have my little thing right here too keep track of what i want to bring up and talk about and i remember that because i saw that i was all excited because i was like dude like oh that's so cool like that that you got picked to have that depeche mode like that day because i remember that for every like every day it was everyone was doing their story and i saw yours that popped up so i was like oh they picked them oh that's so cool you know that that was very very cool and and uh wow what an experience that was for me as a fan yeah and i was able to share that with the rest of the world who are fans of depeche mode yeah, it, it's it's like a, a crazy fan base that we have when it comes to like Depeche Mode, or not what we have, what they have, but how we are as fans because we're yeah. we're very much when 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 we learn like of of someone else that loves Depeche Mode, likes Depeche Mode, 
like I, I've seen this with other artists where like someone will be like, oh, you can't like them. Like I like them. Like I like them more. We're here. We're like, you love them, dude. That's so cool. Like we're like, we're like oh, what, what's your favorite album? Like so on and so forth. Like it's mm-hmm. just almost becomes like a giant family, especially out here in like Southern California. You know, like oh yeah, Southern Southern California is like the mecca of of Depeche Mode. It's like the main um, place where Depeche Mode really, really did a huge impact, uh, especially in California, Los Angeles. I mean, they come out here and they do four shows. I mean, four yeah. sold out shows. I mean, that's amazing for one city to have. Where then they go out to other cities and they just do two. And you know we're so spoiled here in Los Angeles. Yeah, know. we are, man. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if it like Vegas, they'll do the one night at the Pearl yeah. or something like that. Exactly. Where here and yeah, in LA they'll do four, you know, or or like I I think Exciter didn't they do five because they did three yeah. on one and two on the other, right? Uh, yeah, I, or I, they, or they, they 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 do three and then they say oh, okay we'll come back again and you know they yeah. add another two more shows and and they always end up in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah, it's um, here because it's like, I mean, also, too, for many years, they also had a huge support when it came to the radio because of Richard Blade. So with, oh, with course, K-Rock yeah. and everything, like he was always like in the film we're going to talk about, he's even in it. He, he's featured in, in the movie when they first drive into the Rose Bowl. So Richard Blade was also a big, important part for, for Depeche. They always, that's why they always thank him for that. They think of based on L.A. for them. Yeah, Richard Blade. Um, and due to the success that I've had with Depeche Mode, I've also had, have had a really good relation with Richard Blade. He respects uh, and, and appreciates what I'm doing, too. And we've done events together. And I, him and I, we do now the Depeche Mode Convention, which is every year. And it falls in November or October. And I've been doing the Depeche Mode experience. I mean, the Depeche Mode convention that happens in Hollywood. Uh, I've been doing it now for seven years, uh, and they they're going to be changing some things. They might they they like to kind of have a variety of other bands too, who are tribute bands, and they bring them from other other places. So I think uh, I don't know if I'll be involved this year, but um, I'm very fortunate that I've been involved for seven years doing that show. Yeah, and Rich and Richard Blade has been a, a big huge supporter of of my project. And what's crazy is that when it comes to like, uh, for those of you, well, you know what, we should explain for for fans who don't know what the De- Depeche Mode convention is. So give give us a rundown, a rundown real quick of what the Depeche Mode convention is, because there are going to be people listening. They're like, I don't know what that oh, is. Oh yeah, what is that? What is that? Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the Depeche Mode convention was also mentioned on the uh, Spirits in the Forest documentary where it was just released the beginning. Oh, it was released last year, and it's a movie where. Pretty much they wanted to do kind of like 101, but yeah. the updated version of today with the new fans, of, yeah. with the fans from yesterday and the new fans of today. And um, that movie, they talk about, you know, um, the Depeche Mode convention. Um, there was one who attended the Depeche Mode convention. And, uh, well, what it is, is a, it's, it's a convention where here in Los Angeles, there's a promoter by the name of Ray. Uh, he owns a record store. He's a big. He uh, pretty much puts two events a year. It's the Morrissey Convention and Depeche Mode, because Morrissey is also huge here. It's like yeah. Morrissey and Depeche Mode, mega. They're exactly. huge here in Los Angeles. So it's it's an event where uh, it's put together and it's happening at the Avalon, which used to be the Palace uh, back in Hollywood. <laughs> I remember yes. that the Palace yeah, days. The Palace, <laughs> and it's in Hollywood and Vine, right across the street from Capitol Records. A beautiful venue, and uh, it's a big, huge party where DJs get invited, 
and all we do is play Depeche Mode music visuals. Uh, Richard Blade comes out, gives out giveaways. Uh, he kind of talks about his experience with Depeche Mode, and it's pretty much like a huge party for all the Depeche Mode fans to to get together for one night. Yeah. Wear your wear your best Depeche Mode concert t t shirt. So it's you know obviously the attire is always black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and uh and then you know they invite tribute bands to perform and 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 it's been happening every year and uh i just did one last year too and it went off really very well and it's 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 an, it's a great great uh party for that depeche mode fan who just wants to go and it's a depeche mode club where it's they play the originals they play remixes b-sides mashups it's it's just an awesome event too and then there's also people who are selling uh, Depeche Mode merch. You can get you can get Depeche Mode official T-shirts from the concerts. From it's just a great way of of, of yeah. I remember that they have the, the little black tables. swarm. Yeah, the black swarm, as they call us. <laughs> yeah, the one room for one night. The first time I went was in 2003. So they didn't have any like at that point. They didn't do tribute bands. They did do the music. The yeah. DJ and Richard Blade was there. But I do remember that they did have. Uh, uh, it was like a contest for a yes. look-alike contest. Yes, I remember. Yeah, it's it, a lip sync, and who can be like Dave Gone? Yeah, exactly. And there's this one guy because at the time uh, I had gone to the convention while with my girlfriend at the time, now ex. And, like she had always been there many times, and she mm -hmm. had mentioned that freaking there's this guy, the one that's up on stage doing it. Crazy, like yeah, every year he's always up there and he always wins or something like that. Like, right. and I saw him and I was like, dude, I'm like, but if it was like it. I know if you were there, if they were still doing that and you weren't like in a tribute band, I'm like, you would have won. <laughs> you know what the funny thing about that? Let me tell you about that. I mean, back, I mean, I, I'm an original music. I've done original music all my life. And at that time, around 20, uh, let's see, the, the year, uh, 2008, 2009, I kind of was just like sick of the tired of the record companies. And yeah. They weren't doing anything for me, and I wasn't doing anything for them. So I said, you know what? I'm out. I wanted to do something different. I got invited to the Depeche Mode convention. I was like, what is this? I got a flyer, and I said, I got to go check this out. And I saw that there was going to be a Depeche Mode trivia band. So I went out there and um, with an open mind and went to the show, and I got to see this trivia band. And everything was good but unfortunately the lead singer wasn't wasn't all that and i go this is the best this is the best representation of dave gone i was like no 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 i need to take this to the next level yeah and and that's how i started and, and uh, i i said this, I, this is good but it can be better so i just used my uh production skills i had depeche mode samples that i've had for years because i collect a lot of depeche mode you know uh, samples and stuff and I just locked myself for probably two months and put some uh, a nice set list together and um, rehearsed in my house and and then I said well I need two more guys in the band so I picked out two guys and we just slammed on these songs and I put out my first uh, uh, show out and it went very well and then from there it just started people were starting noticing that um, well that you know, this project was, was. I mean, I do sound like Dave Gone, the music sounds like Depeche Mode, and I just put a full-on show together where I was able to put visuals, and, um, well, then now I'm doing it now for 10 years, performing all over the world. I've gone to Latin America, I've been to uh, all over the U.S. performing for 
from three to five hundred to. You've been even like people. on TV, like because we've seen them all. It's like it, it, like I'm not sure what the stations are, but you're like on like it's like a Spanish news show or something. Yeah, yeah. Mexico has been very well. I've been out there, and there's a huge Depeche Mode following, and I've been in pretty much to say in all the huge networks out in Mexico where. To me, it's it's blown me away. I mean, it's like me being uh, with a at a Ryan Seacrest show, you know, <laughs> at, at that mega. Yeah, but in Mexico, you know, in Mexico, talking about Depeche Mode and and what I've been doing and and how this project has been very very well accepted by the fans and 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 any Depeche Mode uh, fan. And also, um, I love it because it gives me a way to communicate with with the audience. And I mean, I, I really do respect. Dave Gone and and the Peshmerz music, so I really really sink into into it, and I think for now doing it ten years, I think I really have nailed it now to the point where I'm really happy now with the shows and the way I'm my deliverance, and I'm still challenging. It's always the Peshmerz music is always challenging for me because I always wanted I'm doing songs that they don't play perform anymore, or the songs don't sound like they used to. So what I try to do is I. I try to bring that nostalgia yeah. from the 80s and 90s. Depeche Mode today is different. They have a live drum and all that. But what I try to do and what I the project is is that I have the sound like when Alan Wilder was still in the band. Exactly. Alan, Alan Wilder was the foundation of that band. So, And I think not today it's like it's lost a lot of that Alan Wilder touch. So that's why I think people come out and see my show because it sounds like Depeche Mode back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, like, like I think honestly, it's the it's the drums. It's the live drumming is what's really changed the sound to Depeche Mode because it's like you know going. Let's just say one hundred and one. You know, it's a live. It's a, yeah. we're going to be talking about that with one hundred and one. That album, if you listen to that and then you listen to the actual tracks from the album, um, there's they really don't like you just hear the audience, but it still sounds amazing. Where it's almost like the music is perfect, but where if you listen to something live, like let's say uh, "Touring the Angel" compared to the actual album, it sounds completely different because of the live drumming. Now, you know, right. like they right. in the studio, they'll still do drum machine and all that, but when they do it live, they decide. Yeah. So if you're hearing like an old song that where it was the drum machine, they're use they're doing live drums now. Sometimes, like I, I, it still sounds great, but like for instance, there are moments where like I think the live version sounds better than the like. The Dead of Night, I always thought that sounded 10 times better with the drum than it did on the album. You know, Oh, the... yeah. And, and that's the Pesh Mode's me. I mean, some songs can come through very well live better than the album and vice versa. It yeah. all depends. So, um, and, you know, I'm not knocking Christian Eidner's drumming. He's a great drummer, but I think he's overdoing it over. And I, I, I've had discussions with people where he's overdoing certain things where there's it's not necessary because we know the Pesh Mode sound. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what I try to, you know, I have a live drummer up on stage, but he's drawing, he's doing drum pads, kind of like what, what Alan Wilder was doing back in the, in the 80s and 90s. Where yeah. He did, you know, like Songs of Faith and Devotion, he added drums, but it was a layer on top. It's not over-exaggerated. Exactly. You know, it's, it's the perfect drumming. I think the perfect tour for me with the drums was the singles tour. And I think Chris Niner was in his beginning with Depeche Mode. He didn't have a lot of freedom. Last yeah, he was now. scared. Like, oh, I'm going to yeah, keep... Yeah, you can, you, can, you can tell. If you watch the singles tour, yeah. look at Chris and Einer. He looks like 
Oh, I better excuse the word. I better not fuck up. Exactly. And it was perfect drumming. I love that because it wasn't excessive. You can hear the punch. You can, but you still hear the electronic and all the other beautiful layers yeah. of the Parishmo's music. You know, I mean, that's just my opinion. And and me being a producer, sometimes you know you got to lay back a little. I know you're badass on the drums, man, but you're not Kiss. Yeah, it's like Metallica music. It's like you ever seen that video? It looks like it's a kid festival or something. There's this guy in like a red costume, like a bear costume, and he's drumming like a kid song. But then he just starts going all crazy and like heavy metal, like just like dun dun dun. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty badass. It's kind of the same way. Like, don't go overboard, man. Just keep keep it Depeche, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Depeche Mode has such a such a unique sound that I mean, I've always I've always enjoyed it, and I try to keep that that sound still today yeah you know that's that's what i do and 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 thanks to the fans all over the world i do appreciate you guys you know eventually with what's going on today i mean i had all these uh shows lined up and they're all been kind of uh now postponed or move further until all this goes away but um i mean i i I have an intensive uh schedule i'm playing three to four shows a month uh, in different locations Mm -hmm. and uh and unfortunately, now I'm stuck here at, at the home and I'm trying well, to be creative. Before you get into that, like, so we could, because like, yeah. basically this is the a, a Depeche Mode themed episode. It's all going to be Depeche Mode themed. So yeah. this part, you just told us as to who you are, what you do. You know, like I, I did mention that we've had you previously. It's on episode 128 of Brothers Bear Podcast, in which I would like to say that uh, coming up on, we're on 130 and on 130. 136 is the second episode that you're going to be on. So that's nice. going to be coming up. So we're going to be awesome. putting that out soon. But right now, for, for people want to know, because it's like, okay, you said you're mentioning your, you, you had all these shows lined up that you're going to be touring, but now you're not going to. You can't, right? right. It's like, well, we, we got everything going on with, you know, t- being home. I mean, being told to stay home, social right. distancing. So exactly. right now we're going to call this section – Catching up with Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Sounds good. So, all right. So at this part, people, you know, like myself, you know, like I know, but there's going to be other people who's like, okay, he performs, but now what is he doing? So what, what, what do you, how, you know, in which, you know, I, I know exactly what you're doing, but for those at home listening and they don't know, how are they are still able to experience you? How are they able to see you? So what is it that you're doing? So let's catch up with you. Yeah, well, catching up with Freddie Morales. I am, uh, well, thanks to technology, I've been able to uh, upload live videos and do live streams. I've been kind of doing more live streams than ever in the past, what, I've been in quarantine for 16 days, so I've been (laughs) at it for 16 days, Uh, you know, so I go live on my Facebook page, and uh, I perform live without the band. I I explain, hey, I don't have the band here, because we can't be together. Exactly. but here are the the tracks we're going to play on 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 top of our track, and I sing live, and people are are enjoying it. Um, so that's what I I am doing right now. As a matter of fact, uh, I did a show yesterday where I sang three songs. I, I did uh, a piano version of "Enjoy the Silence." Yeah, I heard um, that, man. That sounded clean, dude. <laughs> thank you. And then I did "But Not Tonight," and then the other day I did "Question of Time" and uh, "Behind the Wheel," and so I. With seeing that response and seeing that people are tuning in, then and and that's the only way I can keep in touch with all of them uh, from here, from from all over the world. 
And as a matter of fact, I just got called in yesterday from a entertainment company from Mexico that wants to do a live uh, stream of me from home to really to, uh, yeah it's yeah. amazing so, man <laughs> yeah so that is so freaking I'm, cool I'm, I'm putting the set list together for that um so it's been it's been it's been good where i'm keeping myself busy in the studio here okay. in my house yeah i live here on on uh, melrose here in beautiful hollywood and um and i've been able to clean my studio and clean up all the uh <laughs> make it homely and i put lights and i put visuals so pretty much like i've made my room into a concert venue where you can see me exactly yeah you can you can experience the um the the work that i do and uh, it's been fun for me because it keeps me on top of my game as far as my vocals because now i don't have any gigs i need to keep singing and keep my vocals up and and it keeps me uh, uh you know keeps me in shape with my vocals i definitely don't want to lose my my strength with all that and this helps too so i'm able and also see i i think it people have seen me on stage but they've never seen the behind the scenes and this is great because i'm able to explain to them hey this is what i do this is how i prepare myself for a song i just watched dave gone i listen to it and then i sing on top of it and that's how i kind of keep my my uh, vocals up to par you know and, and people get to enjoy that and see that so yeah and um that's pretty much what I've been doing. That's Probably great. tonight. Yeah, oh. tonight after this, I'll be doing a live stream. Another one. <laughs> you know, another one, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, by the time this is posted, we're going to be posting this on Friday. So, you know, we're not going to be able oh, to yeah. see this one. But where can we see you? Like, where can people tune in to, to find you and to check out your live streams? Yeah, you can go to a devotional, The Depression Mode Experience on Facebook, or my own personal page, Freddie Morales, Devotional Dave on Facebook. I'm also trying to do Instagram and other platforms um, because unfortunately with the copyright issue, I get muted thanks to the wonderful record companies out there who are really helping the musicians and really, really, you know, helping this quarantine. But um, yeah, <laughs> well, so I, I, I try to do I try to do uh, different versions so I don't get detected and I don't get muted or taken off unfortunately you know yeah that's what thanks to warner brothers for that not depeche mode's fault it's warner brothers yeah warner brothers <laughs> yeah so if yeah. you if Talk you did acapella would it i mean i know it's not the same because you got to have the beats and the music but if you did no, acapella I, I, I you, do it. so but what i'm saying have you got would you get dinged for that if it was just acapella you know what i'm testing it out like i did a i did a piano version of enjoy the silence and that one didn't get taken off Okay. What did what this was funny because I did behind the wheel and then I got detected and said, Oh, the first minute and a half we're gonna mute. Really? Because I have a sample from behind the wheel. Get the hell out of here. That blows you know? me. Yeah, so so it's like you'll hear the the song and then she's like, Why did he go away? Why 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 did uh what happened here? So I tried to explain to people, sorry guys, I was singing, but if you hear me getting muted, well, it's because I got, you know, yeah, ding, got the whole copyright. Ding. That, yeah, that's Facebook but, uh, for you. Yeah, it's Facebook for you. But I'm finding other ways of, of getting around with it, and people are, are I mean, I mean, it, it's getting it's getting around somehow. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
Well, hopefully, I mean, if you do the Instagram, because I was wondering if you you do, because a lot of people are doing live, Instagram live, so I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm testing them all out, so I'll probably be doing an Instagram live, and let's see how long it stays up there. I'm now doing, I'm going to be doing Periscope. Periscope has been probably the the most easiest platform for me, because I don't get taken down there. Oh, okay. There. Yeah, I don't think Peri- I don't think Periscope has it. It's like new, and and then they're like, "Wait, what's going on here?" So yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like fine. So I'm I'm probably gonna be doing a show, probably a thirty minute show of, of Depeche Mode there. It's and like that's where I'm at. pretty soon we'll be Fre- we'll see Freddie on TikTok and doing all your little videos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's the next one. So many things. I was like, "Are you on TikTok?" Oh man, no, I'm on, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> it's like do the freddy challenge <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> all right man uh, oh no yeah. what go on no no but i'm 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 right now like i say we're as musicians we're trying to find platforms where we don't we don't get muted and i've seen other musicians too i have a lot of friends who are in other tribute bands and, and and they're they're going through the same thing i'm going through so we're all getting together and we do a revolution for facebook <laughs> all right <on> <laughs> <laughs> all right well there's this game that is played but to for this special episode i'm going to change the name of the game so this so what i'm going to call this game is going to be called a question of time it's just a question of time <laughs> okay yes all right One this of my favorite songs it's a game where i ask you a series of questions but you have to answer quick because you will be timed so we're gonna we're gonna put down Okay. So I'm gonna. It's just. It's literally. You're you're answering this or that because that's the original title to the game. It's this or that, but we're calling gotcha. it question of time. All, all right, right, sir. So it's just quick answers. So what you? All right. So here we go. Putting a little timer here. Looking at this clock. All right. Boop. Here goes. Ready. Songs of faith and devotion or exciter. Songs of faith and devotion. Fletcher or Allen. Allen. Blue dress or dressed in black. Ooh. <laughs> Blue dress. All right. Delta machine or spirit? Delta machine. Somebody or home? Home. The singles, 86 to 98, or catching up with the Pesh mode? The singles. Blasphemous rumors or personal Jesus? Personal Jesus. Martin or Dave? Oh. Oh. I, Dave. Vince's No Disco or Martin's Tor Tor Tor? Martin's Tor Tor Tor. Hourglass or Paper Monsters? Ooh. Hourglass. Counterfeit 2 or MG? Counterfeit 2. Alright. My Joy or Martyr? My Joy. And last, Singles Tour or 101? 101. <laughs> All right, perfect. Even though did the... I win? Did I win anything? <laughs> yes, sir, you won yes. nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so curious because it's like when I, I was... I wanted to ask. I never won anything, so... <laughs> well, you won the, the crown that you get to walk around throughout all the fields and wearing a cape. There you go, That's sir. great. That's great. That's good for me. I'll walk out with a crown. Right, there you go. All right, well, since we ended the last question right there with the singles tour or 101, I think it's best we get into this week's uh, pick of the week. And what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be discussing, is Depeche Mode's documentary 101. That's where we'll be getting on. Now, earlier, I had mentioned that 
you know, when I said that, it's like, oh, it's like the this is our first time we have someone on the show who was actually in the movie. And technically, you are in the movie because there is a shot where they film the whole crowd. So yes. you're somewhere there because you were there. Yeah, I so, saw my hand. Yeah, wait. You oh, see my hand. Do you actually see where you're at, your section? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> you, can, you should just lie, bro. You should just be like, hey, look, I'm right I'm here. Far, uh, I was, this is where I was. Okay. Can we, can we start? Yeah, or? no, we're, that's it. We're yeah. Let's start right here, man. Okay. Everything 101, yeah. the movie, the documentary. And towards the end, we'll talk about the the live album. But let's, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's do the movie. Yeah, I was invited... Uh, thanks to an older friend of mine who was really good with his music choice. So he said, hey, kid, uh, I'm going to ask your parents to come out yeah. and uh, to, for for you to come out to, to a concert and check this out. And it was my very first concert. I was 17, 18 at the time. And uh, yeah, so I was invited. And that was my first concert. I was blown away from just that experience itself, seeing 80,000 people at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, uh, and seeing not just Depeche Mode before, but also seeing the opening acts, which was OMD. Uh, it was, um, oh, I've got some other, uh, I know, to- Thomas Tom- Dolby. Yeah, Tom- Thomas Dolby. It was uh, uh, two members from also New Order. Which they had a, a uh, project. Oh, God, I forgot. I can't think about it. But yeah, I got it to right see, now. yeah, I got to see all those bands and then Depeche Mode went on. And I was seated on the left-hand side of the stage. So when you see Dave go on that uh, catwalk, which was raised, yeah, and he and he does his arms, that is the side where I was at from the Rose Bowl. Oh, okay. And that experience was just amazing. Where you, where you raise your hands up, and that was just, you know, that's when I, I didn't, I didn't understand how, I didn't understand. Oh, I didn't even know. I was just so into the music that I didn't know that this was going to be recorded. This was going to be a mega, mega uh, album, uh, uh, you know, a mega feature documentary. Yeah. And to be a part of that, I mean, I just, I just wanted to become a musician after that. That was it. This is this. So is that was that too. moment seeing this this concert where you're like, this is what I want to do with my life. Yes, because like, I've always been. Music has always been a part of my life, um, and that was the push for me to say, yes, this is what you need to do, you need whatever it takes. And yeah, and, and I focused on that. Uh, I went out and got my first keyboard and started producing and all that. But yeah, 101 was like the beginning of my life as a music career, as a musician of, of saying, this is what I would like to do. This is the type of music that I want to produce. And um, well, yeah, I've been, I've been doing music all my life since that. So that way... That concert means a lot to me and that experience being part of that. As a matter of fact, I think it was like four years ago, they did a 101 outs, uh, they did a 101 the show. 2017. Should, they did yes, it in they, 2017. Yeah, there's a company that goes out and does the outdoor uh, show, movies. And one of them was Depeche Mode. So I was able to revisit. I haven't been to the Rose Bowl ever since. Cause there's no other band that I would go see. You know? <laughs> there's no why am I going to go see another band? Exactly. And, and when that opportunity came, and Richard Blade was a part of it, he actually invited me down too, and we went. And I actually, with my girlfriend, said, "Listen, this is this." I actually ended up finding the seat that I was sitting on. Oh, really? At the time, yes. That's freaking like, cool. Yeah. So I was, I was in like, I was in my own nostalgia of 
flashbacking that moment and I was just like quiet just watching and just remembering saying wow this is I'm watching this movie on a big huge screen outside but just being in that area and remembering that and looking around it just brought back a lot of memories and and that's when I said wow I'm glad I ended up doing this Depeche Mode tribute band because it just means the world to me that's freaking awesome I mean it's 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 like I mean I wish I could sing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't see. Yeah, right, man. But it's just like that. That's that's one of those like that when it comes to the music and it's Depeche is that one that sound that like oh man and you like you being able to to, to do that like I I'm envious of you. <laughs> no, I was, you know I didn't know I didn't know I could sing. I was a late singer. I was like twenty six, twenty seven when a friend of mine said, "Hey, Freddie, uh, I got these tracks. Why don't you go in the studio and 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 drop some vocals?" I was like, "Well, I, I was usually I was the Alan Wilder." pretty much i okay. was behind this you know doing the keyboard i was in yeah. electronic bands but i never had the opportunity to sing and sometimes i would be like god this singer we have is so boring it's like dude here watch 101 that's like the, the that's like the the bible of being the front man yeah. of, of, of a band you know say hey you need to move around watch this movie watch this and get some pointers from dave because dave gone is one of the most amazing front men uh, uh, on stage, and I kind of just—that's kind of like the um, foundation of being the greatest frontman that you can ever be. And um, so, yeah, I started singing at twenty-six, twenty-seven, and ever since I, I've been singing and really taking care of my vocal. And I'm glad that I've been—I I have a voice where I can I have a baritone voice, and I'm still learning my voice. But I've been—I've um, been nailing it pretty good thanks to uh, the training and. and <laughs> The dedication, yeah. the commitment of, of, of doing it. Because listen, if you're going to be doing a tribute band of a band that's so famous like Depeche Mode, you really need to really, you know, um, you know, pay your dues and really work at it. Because it's it's a hit and miss with people. It, you know, if you go see, oh, I'm going to go see the Depeche Mode tribute band. And if the singer is just a note off or something, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll destroy you. Yeah. You know you need to really bring your game on. And that's one thing that I've noticed that I was like, no, no, if I'm going to do this, I really need to do my research. And I mean, me being a, a, a singer from my previous, I said, wow. And I've learned so much by being Dave. I, it's funny how now singing the Mode's music, I, I, I can only say, I know what they feel on stage. I know what Dave's feeling. It's like, I'm, I'm feeling the same thing he feels quote, you know, we all have different personalities, but the music is so powerful that, when I go up on stage, it's just I transform into this now character, Devotional Dave. And, you know, it's like right now I'm Freddie, but when you see me on stage, I, I trip out too because after that I watch the videos and I, I study myself like, oh, I messed up here or I forgot to spin or, you know, I'm always, I'm like my worst critic. Um, I always kind of just review my, it's like a boxer, you know, he goes out and does yeah. his fight and then they, he sits down with his coach, hey man. Yeah, and the thing is you look like, Dave, that's another thing. And you you do his moves. So it's not just like, oh, like if, you know, if someone's listening right now, like, I mean, you know, when they download this episode and they're listening, it's not just like, oh, here's this guy who just sounds like Dave and he's in a, tri- no, when, when we're talking tribute here, you're full on, like when, when people go and see you, it's like, it looks like they're seeing Dave, like, you know, and, and you do the dance move because you, you cannot go out there and, and, and just perform without no. spinning the microphone. Like, no, you, you knock it out of the park, bro. Like, no, and that's you, the thing. Like, no, and that's, that's one thing about, um, I mean, tribute bands going, ah, tribute bands. No, there's some really good tribute bands. And see, I've, I've gone out there and seen my favorite tribute bands. There's also 
I have my favorite tribute bands. Uh, I, there's like there's a famous tribute band that I first started watching. They're from Italy. They're, they don't. They, they're called Sneakers. I don't know why they call themselves Sneakers. They don't call. Yeah, Sneakers. Who, where, where do they play? They play in Italy. They're from Italy. No, 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 and, no. Who who are they a tribute band to? Oh, to Depeche Mode. Oh, really? Okay, now yeah. that doesn't make any kind sneakers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we we've, we've become friends, and 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 because I those guys put on a show. Let me tell you, it's like those Italian guys. Oof, they really bring it. And so I'm like, wow, they took it to the next level. So that's what I do here, representing the best tribute bands here in Los Angeles. I gotta look that up. I, <laughs> yes, check it out. They're called Sneakers, sneakers. on YouTube. Yeah, and um, great guy, and also another band too, or to my friends, uh, Force to Mode, and they're a Depeche Mode tri- tribute band from uh, Ger- Germany. Yeah, is and, uh, uh d- well, d- um, with uh, with what you call it, Depeche Mode. I mean, I'm Dep- Depeche Mode. When with with you, you, because I know with Devotional Dave, you do focus a lot now too on a lot of his solo stuff, right? Like you, yeah, I incorporate that. Uh, not a lot, but I mean, like songs like um, "Kingdom," uh, songs from one, uh, yeah. There's there's some tracks off from the Paper Monsters album, and there's tracks from the Hourglass. I'm also trying to incorporate a little bit of the Soul Savers, maybe acoustic versions, because they're beautiful songs too. And Dave's now writing, and I like his writing. Yeah. Um, and uh, but so I try to kind of throw in a little bit of Dave's work in there, and that's what's cool about this show. It's like you get. You get to hear Depeche Mode, but also you get to hear Dave's solo stuff in one show, you know, which yeah. right now Dave Gone is um, in the studio with Soul Savers. And from what I heard, I think he's, he's going to be releasing another Soul Savers album by the end of this year. See, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping because of this, how a lot of artists are now just like dropping stuff because it's like everyone's home. So what are we going to do? Just drop. So I'm hoping that we get something Depeche or, or even that, like, you know, so from Dave, you're saying he's yeah. current. You know, that'd be cool if they just like throw it out there and be like, hey, you know what? Well, We're just going to give it to you guys out there right now early. Yeah, well, well this year, unfortunately, I mean, the great thing about Depeche Mode, it's like now they're being now inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Along yes. With- Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. So that's great that two electronic bands who have paved the electronic scene are now getting recognition with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and which was going to happen May 1st or May 2nd in Cleveland at the Rock and Roll, which yeah. I've been. It's a very beautiful place. Uh, and now, of course, now they gave us, they gave a new date, and it looks like it's going to be in November, and it's going to be filmed by HBO for the first time. So those people who... Um, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be televised through HBO. So but it got postponed though for now, right? Yeah, it did. But they gave us a new date. They they added a new date and they said November. Uh, well, like with everything, all the films now are gonna be released in November, and you know. Yeah, so, there there is at least there is the upside of like because it's like everyone. Oh, and then we haven't po- pointed this out, but we are not in the same room. <laughs> we are yeah. falling by the guidelines. So he's he, like he, he mentioned he's in Melrose, you know, and I'm here in Pomona. So we are. But yes, um, we are thousand. We are hundreds of. Uh, well, we're like, we're like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Forty miles away from each yeah. other. That's pretty. That's pretty quarantine for yeah, us. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, technology. Sometimes it's a jerk, but many times it's awesome. <laughs> we're using the best of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's uh, browsers are like. I mean, these companies are like, wow. You know, the the, the traffic with these social media is is overwhelming right now. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, hold on. 
Okay. Um. All right. So all right. So well, it, it's it's cool. You know, to go back to the actual film one hundred and one, it's yes. cool that this film has a very huge impact to you because it's like with one hundred and one, it's what led you to what you're doing now, and and to be a part of that. Like for me, like I was, I think I, if I if I remember correctly, I think I was seven when when that when that show was in the Rose Bowl. Wow. You know, and it's like that would have been awesome to be there. I wasn't, yeah. but. Yeah my exposure to this film uh and you know everything it's like i was in junior high and i mean i'm i'm sorry and uh i was a not a junior a sophomore in high school sophomore yeah yeah i was a sophomore in high school and i was dating this girl who was obsessed with depeche mode i mean crazy obsessed with depeche mode so for me everything that like i i didn't have when it came to depeche mode i got from her and she got from this guy who she saw as an older brother who was like her best friend who had everything Depeche Mode. He was in love with Madonna and he was in love with Depeche Mode. And he had everything from bootlegs, bootleg videos, all the concert videos, the albums, vinyls and stuff like that. And one day when I was hanging out with her, he lived down the street from her house. She wanted to go over his house. So we went together and we were just hanging out and that's when they... You know, they had all these cassettes. So she wanted to see 101. I had not seen it at all. So they put it on. And I was just like amazed by this wow. film and this this movie. And I was like, dude, this is a this is freaking awesome. And it's it's been one of my favorite like concert films. Like because it's not even a concert film. It's, it truly is. It's a documentary, but they do have some live scenes of it. But it's yeah. just it's just some it's it's an amazing movie. It's, it's the first reality film show. Yeah. It was because now everybody's doing a reality show, and back then, this is what it was. And I and uh, the director who recently passed away, I think a year ago, two years ago. No, he did. Let me um, see, I'm gonna yeah. his name. Yeah, PA, uh, yeah, PA Penny Baker. Oh, Penny yeah, Baker, he yeah. died last year. Yeah, he died last year. I didn't even and, know that. Um, his last interview, there's also an interview that he updated because there was an anniversary of the 101, so he went to go, he went to New York to interview Dave. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, he they talked about the 101 specifically that that project. Yeah, because uh, even if you buy the DVD that was released in 2003, I think comes out in there, right? Yeah, yeah they, they 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 individually interviews all three of them. Yeah, so they all yeah, talk about it because except for Alan, because he didn't want to be involved with it for some reason. But the film, all right, like so, just just to talk about really quickly some details. Uh, this film, it it was. The main focus was the show at the Rose Bowl that took place June 18th, 1988. But what it is, is that the reason why it's called 101, because it was 101 shows that the last final stop was at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena in California. It was directed by P.A. No, D.A. Penny Baker. But there was also listed three. There's David Hawkins and Chris Hedges. They all three of them directed the film. And uh, what happens is like when you brought up the the re- first reality show, this this movie isn't in the style of a documentary where there's narration. You hear someone talking, uh, guiding you through the film. No, it's literally you're, you're it's kind of like a fly on the wall. Like you're just watching everything happen. Exactly. But aside from following the band, you also file follow a group of teenagers who won a contest that are for two weeks are gonna follow Depeche Mode. For all their shows until they end up at the Rosebow in Pasadena, show 101. So that's yes. where the title comes from. Also, aside from a live recording, 
uh, of the film, they also did uh, an album, a live album. We'll get into the album, but that that's the details of the film. So we could get into the film right now. So uh, when when it comes to to the movie, uh, like how did you feel about seeing the these kids, the you know the the life of these kids following Depeche Mode, like of what you saw when it comes to this? Oh man, I loved it. I loved it because they were in it. They were they were in they were experiencing behind the scenes. I mean, there were these kids who from all, you know, from different states here in in, in, in the US traveling with Depeche Mode and a tour bus and <laughs> pretty much just having a good time drinking <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, you know, all that other stuff that comes along with all that. But, and also um, I've been able to kind of uh, connect with those uh, people who are in the film, like Oliver, uh, Chesler, he is a, he's the one with the crazy hair. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, remember, and then, and then we used to have the crazy hair. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the 2003, is like no longer there. Yeah, yeah. And he is now a full-time musician. He travels. He yeah. He remixes and all that. He lives in New York. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. And oh, that's um, so freaking cool, man. Yeah, he's, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, look, I'm watching, I'm looking at a picture of him now. And he's the one with the Mohawk type of, uh, yeah, there. and uh, the other guy too, the blonde one, is a uh, Christopher Hedwig, Hardwick, right? Christopher Hardwick. Hardwick. Is no, he the is one he... that has his girlfriend cheat on him after being gone for an hour? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy is an entertainer too, and he, he, I think he's like he's an entertainer. He does his own thing. I think he does like fashion shows and stuff and all that. Uh, but Oliver is the one who's been he's, he he goes himself. He calls himself the horrorist. The horrorist. Yes, and you can find him on Facebook, and this would be great in material. And he, you know, he's still, he's still doing his thing. He's very good friends with, uh, um, with the um, Nights of Red uh, singer. Um, so he's he's very well. I mean, I think for him being in that also influenced him to do what he's doing today. I think. This movie influenced all those kids. Uh, one of them too became Depeche Mode's. Uh, I think the, she ended up being with Dave for a while. She dated Dave Vaughn for a while. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 funny how that experience. Everybody uh, ended up doing something. Uh, one of the guys too. He became really good friends with Dave Vaughn, and they both do paintings and they swap paintings. Just uh, uh, the the butt of, from the bus kids or like the people that were in the crew part of this movie. No, the bus kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, those kids. Because I know those... um, one of them who who hardly gets featured in the film, um, from the bus kids. Uh, she is actually she works with uh Oasis now. From the oh bus wow! Kid. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah like you yeah. see her like uh here and there a little bit. She's always in the background. Um, she tends to wear like a big black hat. She has long hair, but she's always quiet. Her name yeah. is Mazzy. Uh, no, Maggie Mazikis, I think something okay. like that. She, yeah, yeah. I, I clicked her name because she went in IMDb. She's the only one that had a photo. I'm like, when you uh, have a photo on IMDb, that means you're doing stuff. Yeah, and she's exactly. fully involved with Oasis. Yeah. So she does a lot of stuff. So roughly around 1993 is when she got involved and she's been with them. Like, Doing oh, yeah. stuff as so, a tour promoter, all this stuff. So she's oh, yeah, actually so it's, one it's that. Great to, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's great to to have them be involved and, and also create careers and yeah. actually work with uh, Depeche Mode in a way or other bands. Yeah, exactly. Like, like her, for instance, with doing Oasis. So I mean, uh, yeah, it, it. I think, I mean, one on one, I have that. I, I have it on DVD. I have it on VHS. I have it on laser disc that's how old i am yeah <laughs> that's freaking awesome i wish i had it on laser disc i have a laser disc i mean i haven't played it but just to have it and yeah just to see all the formats that that album has been released on is is also minus cool. blu-ray what the hell like why are they like, oh. why what's what, what's up with dm not releasing anything on blu-ray like it's blue yeah it's weird huh that's weird i huh? no blu-ray but um but yeah 101 has been like you know when i would get together with my original bands i would say hey man we need to we need to sound like this live and yeah or we need to kind of get inspired and see what we can do live and we would throw in that 101 movie and just sit there and just watch and yeah. learn you know so i mean yeah well like for like for instance like when because we brought up like the kids and how they went like for for the experience that these kids had must have been amazing and it's just cool because it's like again the reality aspect of it when it comes to like like people say like this was the beginning of like like where like the real world was inspired by and 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 road rules because it's like you're following a group of kids and and that's it like you're 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 not getting like there are moments where they talk to the camera but they're not doing that whole like let's get them in another room and then we're gonna talk to them about like what you see now when you watch certain reality shows yeah they sit them down and then they're talking like they're not doing that they're just that whenever they decide to talk to the camera they can and it's cool yeah. because it's like it you you fall in the beginning you follow these kids so they're for their first like you see the contest so they're all dancing about because it's a dance contest and let's see who who's gonna be the winners in which it's yeah. cool because in the film when he's filming most of the shots that were used are the are the actual kids who ended up winning exactly. so they're there and then they get to go on this trip for for Depeche Mode so you're yeah. following the kids that's there's two yeah. stories to this movie the kids and then Depeche Mode. So every now and again, you'll start to see Depeche Mode, and and it's cool. Like in the beginning, I mentioned this where the the funniest part, in, like when it comes to these kids and it's messed up, is like yeah, one of the winners, his name is Christopher, he 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 wants to get some movies, so the bus, because they're all in a bus, he yeah. runs back home, and the moment he gets in there, like the camera follows him, there he <laughs> is seeing his girlfriend in bed with some random guy who exactly yeah and he's like and cool he, about it yeah no and he was like who's this well i what the hell and then he goes well i'm gonna go into a concert i'll be back later yeah later. <laughs> and he gives him like a hug and a kiss like yeah, he's exactly. like introducing him to yeah. the camera so <laughs> at first like i was like I, I see as when i saw this like i said i saw this when i was a sophomore in high school like i just saw that i didn't know and then like later on like i thought that was his his like friend he's like he ran into his friends and i know later on in the film when they're dying his hair he brings up he talks about yes. them you yes, know he does. and like i i guess then i never paid attention and it's crazy that later on like they explain it but in the documentary they do it in detail because in the document i mean in the commentary they explain like what happened in the commentary you know, yeah, and it's just yeah. like it's it's crazy. I, I it's just like, but yeah. After an hour of him being gone, she's already with the, some other guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. I like I like that part where um you see these guys who are obviously into heavy metal and they're like, who, who, oh. who the hell are these guys? And they're like, 
Oh man, Guns N' Roses and like Guns N' Posers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 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 only like basically Latinos in the film is that part yeah, where they're like, all, like, "Hey, Holmes, where are you from?" Oh, Depeche Mode, cool man, cool man. He's like, like, I like, yeah, I like your hair. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, I like those pants. Yeah, and then he and then he's like all all sly. He's like, "Oh, I, I like the legs too, man." Yeah, I like them legs too. I was like, "Ah, Latinos coming out of that guy." I know, dude. <laughs> And they're and all like, at, and look at look at the entire. They totally look like eighty stoner guys. Exactly. <laughs> they're they're just they're they're all matching their they're calling the Metallica look because they got their their white. I night. bet. I bet after that they became Depeche Mode fans. I yeah. Can say, I can guarantee. I bet. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, oh. listen, I have my Guns N' Roses collection, but I also have my Depeche Mode too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's cool because you get to see this life of the road with all these kids going around. You know, it's like, and then Depeche, it's like. Like every now and again, see, I didn't. Did you? I mean, you probably knew this, or but I didn't. Like, I used to think that all the live footage was the Roseboat footage, no, but I found actually, out it's not. It's it's no. it's it's all individual shots. So throughout the movie, you get some live performances of full songs. So yeah. they'll go through and you'll hear a song, but it, it's actually the stops that they're at. Like, and I, I didn't know that. Yeah. What's interesting too is also back then. It was all about radio, and you can hear Martin Gore talking about that there's not support, certain support in certain countries and certain cities. Like they would go and they would have to like, you know, they didn't sell enough tickets, so they would have to change yeah. the, the 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 seating to make it look full. And I mean, that was inter- interesting for me. The Dave, you know, Martin Gore doing all these hotel interviews from doing phoners, you know. And, yeah. You know, I'm not a big fan of DJs. Yeah, you know, when he says that, <laughs> he's like, oh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't even ca- realize that, but it's like, right. yeah, then, they weren't getting into it. I love, I love when Dave goes and talks about him trying to. He's gonna kick at. He was gonna kick this cab driver's ass. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> and then they ask him, Dave, would you kill someone? And then he's like, Yeah, I think I would kill someone. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's like, Whoa, you know, it's just think about it. Depeche Mode were such, were such in a young age that the pressure selling concerts and and getting massive promotion and and seeing how the also touring affects their life where yeah you know sometimes we we don't get along i don't get along or there's some things that happen to you during the tour where keyboards are blowing up and certain sounds i mean that film just pretty much covers everything and what it takes to to uh tour a show especially at, at that time in the 80s as you know, the eighties were already at the end and the nineties were peaking out, you know, and, and we didn't know what, how music was going to change. And, you know, look, Depeche Mode were able to change during the times too. In the nineties were, you know, they had Nirvana and all these, and they had to change their sound. And to that day, that's why songs of faith and devotion is, is also a masterpiece album because that was Alan Wilder's last piece of work. Yeah. Working with Depeche Mode. And, and that's there's my a favorite story, album. There's a story behind that, too. I mean, Alan Wilder pretty much got pissed off and very, very tired of working with Depeche Mode because Dave was on his, you know, he was doing drugs and Martin Gore was drinking and Fletch was having nervous breakdowns and he was just had it, you know. He, it's like, I'm out. I'm out. So, um... Do you think they called him back before, uh... You know, I'm not ultra like, and he oh, just said man. no, or they just no, said at this. Let's I, do it without him. Let's put it through. I think for me, from seeing and doing my research, I think Dave just did not like working with Alan. 
Okay. I mean, maybe maybe Martin had a little more soft heart, but Dave was just, I can tell Dave was just much more of a, uh, I don't know, you know, it's like, no, you know, and I think that's where, that's because when, when uh, in the uh, last tour, not the last tour, but uh, uh, so, uh, Sounds of the Universe, they were doing a show out in the, at a very special uh, venue, and they did call uh, Alan Wilder to do somebody playing piano, and I think that call came from Martin Gore, not Dave. Oh, okay. You know, well, yeah. What's what's weird is because like, um, in the in the documentary, so th this this the 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 re-release for the DVD in two thousand three new interviews during the commentary, there's a part where where Dave is you know talking and it's Da they're 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 going back and forth they're talking, and yeah. he brings up Alan and he talks about how Alan was the basically the heart of Depeche Mode because he was right. the one that was in. Like all he he controlled like the music all this stuff he brought the sound and so on and so forth and how like the sound has changed with not him and there's this part where he says it kind of low but he says I miss him like I miss him like and I, I heard that and I was just like like oh that sucks like you know and yeah. I mean but you're you're you know I don't know if things have changed since then where like I think know. I think look I think Dave has gone through so much and I can tell I can tell being a fan and kind of just, you know, being following Dave all his life and seeing him from being in rehab and coming out of rehab. His wife was also in rehab. So his wife has really helped him. And I think having a family has really softened his heart. And I think yeah. he's much more, you know, he's an older man now. He's much more family man now. He's very private. You know, Depeche Mode, they don't go on Facebook like all these other bands. and They're you know, very me. private. Very, very private. I mean, just, just yesterday or today, there was a, a notification from the Depeche Mode uh, Facebook and website that, you know, it's, hey, man, we're sorry about what's going on. You know, music is, 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 is strong here. And pretty much uh, they were going to be releasing, uh, it, you know, they're always releasing something, a, a new catalog, and they bumped it up till later on in the year. And that's pretty much what that message was. So we yeah. were all excited, like, oh, my God, we heard something from Depeche Mode. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't from, it was just pretty much from the camp, not, I don't know if it was, it wasn't from the individuals, it was pretty much, you know, a message from the band and from them. I'm pretty sure they, they talked to Kessler and, but you don't get a lot of individually like Martin, you know, going on Instagram or something and saying, saying like that. He's just very private. That's a very, that's why, you know, the funny thing is like, I've met Martin Gore several times. I met Alan, Alan Wilder. I met Fletch. I have not have met Dave. I actually got to see Dave like six feet away from me mm -hmm. at the at a Jimmy Kimmel at a Jimmy Kimmel show. Oh yeah, and, I, this, that's when he was doing his solo, right? Uh, no, they were actually promoting a Delta no. Machine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Doing, so that was recent. Were, yeah. Yeah, and they were promoting, and I got to see Dave, and I think that was I think that was the moment where I was I thought I was gonna meet him and shake his hand and just say you know a few words, but unfortunately I didn't, which was kind of you know in a way I don't know if I want to meet Dave because I, I it's kind of you don't want to meet you know, your we, heroes. <laughs> I do want to, but Dave is a, you know I don't know I, I I've always people ask me have you met Dave why haven't you met Dave I don't know the stars the stars haven't lined up yeah you know. Uh, he sure knows about me. I, I did a private, I remember I, I got hired to do a private show for this, I don't know, he was like a celebrity doctor. Yeah. And it was here in the Siren Studios in Los Angeles. And um, one of his friends was the bass player for No Doubt. So oh. you see these people, and then he goes, hey guys, I got a message from Dave. 
It's like, what? So he brought, brings us into this room via like satellite or whatever. And it was Dave Vaughn saying, hey man, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I know you have a Depeche Mode tribute band, have fun. That was cool. <laughs> I don't have to share, awesome, I share a lot of that, but that was that kind of the experience. Like, wow, it's like, it's cool that, I mean, he knows about me and I'm, he probably trips. I was like, man, this guy does, he's, he does this pretty good. It's like, this is pretty <laughs> scary, you know? Yeah. Which probably, probably tripped me out and tripped another artist out. And I don't know. I, yeah. I, but I respect his work. Um, um, I mean, it's, that's what I'm saying. That's why 101, going back to 101 in this film, it's changed my life. And I think it's changed the life for people who do follow Depeche Mode. And I think that is the most important film to get to know Depeche Mode because you had all the guys there. You yeah. Know, you had Alan, you had everybody there involved. Well, you know what? I, I had I had something similar. I, I just had a memory right now. It's something similar to kind of your thing about how you said, like, um, here, we're going to watch this, like, to your band, like, so we could be, like, we need to sound and look like this. I had something similar where I had someone watch, like, uh, this this movie. Um, the It was for the singles tour in 98, and, yeah. I, I you know, I, I, I love Depeche Mode, so I wanted to go see them. But I didn't have any friends that were into Depeche Mode. But, you know, like like my friend, he, he had, like, Violator, you know. So he had, right. you know, catching up with Depeche Mode, stuff like that. Right. So I wanted him to go with me. But he was just like, nah, man, like, when you see live acts, like, a lot of times they don't sound the same. They don't sound good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, bro. Here. So I went over his house. I'm like, just watch this. And I, I put in 101. He watches 101. And I'm sitting there with him because I'm like, I'm dude, I'm going to watch this. Right. And, at, at, and he's like damn, man, they sound exactly the same off the album. Like, dude, that's how it's going to be. So he bought his ticket, you know, and we, we went, and, and he's like, dude, they sound they sound exactly the same live, dude. Like, it sounds freaking amazing. So I did the same, like, where I said, you got to watch this. Like, yeah. this is the movie. And, and yeah, in, in, high, in, in high school, dude, I had, like, uh, I had insomnia. It, it wasn't more so insomnia. I, I In fifth grade, I watched the zombie movie, and for some reason, I got definitely terrified and really? every night wow. i thought zombies were gonna come and, and kill me and eat me and like i don't know i like seriously i had this deathly fear of zombies so wow. i would stay up all night and because i couldn't sleep i was afraid at night i would always be scared and stuff like wow. that so when when i got the vhs i watched that like all the time at night just to kind of help me because it calmed me and like right. the stress and the anxiety of like i'm gonna be eaten alive would go away because i would watch depeche and i would just see them singing and and it's just like i don't know how many times i watched that movie man but it's just like i don't, I don't think you could ever get tired of that and no. you know you use that movie for your therapy to get you you know to get you to go back to sleep you know? yeah <laughs> i mean depeche mode's music is very therapeutic for whatever you know i think same thing for me i mean now singing these songs live they're very therapeutic for me especially during these times too where i really get to sink into the songs and I mean, it's, um, it's, I know it sounds very, but it's the soundtrack of my life. You know? Yeah. You know, I think it's the soundtrack of everybody's life who are Depeche Mode fans. Yeah. Well, we're going to be uh, closing up shop here uh, pretty yeah. soon. So when it comes to 101, like, honestly, like if, you know, you, right now, if, if people want to watch this, like, it, cause it's the, the DVD, you could, you know, obviously buy it on Amazon, but you'll probably have to wait till June to receive it because nothing's being shipped. But you can stream it. The movie you yeah. can stream. You could either rent it for three ninety nine or you could buy it for fifteen bucks on Amazon Prime. 
Uh, so people, if you want to see this, check it out. But the thing is, you're going to do yourself a disservice if you don't watch the DVD, the 2003 re-release, because the commentary, especially if you're a fan of Depeche Mode, the commentary on this, and, and if you just love movies or documentaries, because this is another first. This is the, actually the first time this show in 107 episodes has done a documentary film. Now, wow. we did promote a documentary, the last black, I mean, the last blockbuster movie, but mm. it was, it was the, to, you know, the, to try to raise money. We had the guy, the director on, but this is where we're actually reviewing and talking about it. Doc. So it, it's a first for many for, for you. Oh, so for great. you to be on the show, this oh, is a yeah. first, but uh, the documentary has a lot of details. Like for instance, blasphemous rumors, like one, when you're watching the movie, you're just seeing some girl, it, Hey, it, it connects with everybody. Like where people just get so consumed. And this girl is singing blasphemous I rumors. Know, like I know what, I know what girl dude she's stuck in my head. Oh, like it's like orgasmic for her, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. He's like, I remember my, I remember watching that. And my dad was like, "What's happening to that girl? What's happening? 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 you get some cool behind the scenes as to where that song came from. Blasphemous rumors, like I love that they say that when they were they were devout Christians in the beginning and they had a prayer a prayer list. And every time they prayed for someone, some that person died. And yeah. and so it's kind of where it came from where like the whole yeah. idea of the joke where it's like, what the hell? Like every time we pray, like someone dies. Like, you know, so and it's cool. Like you get these little cool tidbits from like you know, especially to in the movie, they're they're in Nashville, so they go to a, a, like a country store, like a record yes, store, yes. and Martin buys a Johnny Cash cassette, yes. and the then set. to to know that in the future Johnny Cash actually that. yeah he he covers personal jesus exactly it's so That's cool just... to have that cool little like and in the again the commentary dave mentions how it was so cool that they got covered that that johnny cash and he tells martin and martin is just like very he's like oh that's cool right is that good and he's like of course it's good it's yeah. johnny cash that's like elvis man exactly. you know and, exactly. and he's like okay then it sorry is good Marilyn, sorry for marilyn manson who didn't get it you know it's funny he's like it was funny. This kid goes, wow, personal Jesus, Marilyn Manson wrote it. I go, no, 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 no. Oh, I hate that. When people say like the wrong covers. Yeah, like, yeah, like oh. no, no, no. Depeche Mode wrote that song. He covered it. That is not a Marilyn Manson song. <laughs> it's like when Talk Talk, It's My Life. Like I had yes. it playing the actual version at work years ago. And then this girl comes in and she's like, he's like, oh, it's like they're singing No Doubt song, right? And I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta school them. That's when you have to school them. You're Trust me, the many times like I would, you know, it's like I understand being young in junior high, me thinking Dead Souls was by Nine Inch Nails. I get that because I was right. a kid. I didn't know any yeah. better. But when you're much older, growing up, like, come on, you should know yeah. better. <laughs> you should, if you if you're a music fanatic, of course you do your research, you know. Yeah, and and, and you educate the new generation and all that, but. uh but yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm glad you covered 101. 101 is a great film. I recommend it to all. I recommend it to the new generation. Uh, you can. It's a movie where you can have in the background, and you will never ever get uh, bored from it because you all you'll always pick up something. There's sometimes where I, things I forget, 
and it takes me back to the moment. So I like it. It's a nostalgia film for me that I can always return to. Exactly. And it's also, it's also a, I still watch because now that I do these shows, I actually do 101 concerts where I just specifically perform that whole set list from disc one to disc That's two. That's amazing. Which is uh, 90 minutes of a full show, two hours of the Passion Mode. And, 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 and I'll, be, I'll be doing this uh, for the OC Fair. If it doesn't get knocked out, I have a show at the OC Fair August 7th. Huh. And I'll be playing I'll be playing a lot of from the 101 album. Oh, I would love to see that, man, live. Yeah, it's like, I, w- I wasn't there, but I would love to see that live. Because yes. 101 is my favorite live album of any artist out there. 101 is like the best live concert recording ever like for me like i think it's great it's amazing i play it all the time when i want to hear something like like it aside from songs and faith of devotion being my my favorite second has to be 101 you know i know it's a best of because they're playing but it's still it's an amazing album you got look at you got people are people you got strange love you got um you got uh, well for me, ma- ma- master and servant. You got all blasphemous rumors, and nothing. My favorite Depeche Mode song of all time yes. is nothing. And they play nothing. the whole song in the movie. That's the one part where they cut back and forth to the kids listening to it in the bus, and then to Depeche yeah. Mode performing it. Where they do that edit, like it's so great. Like it cuts right. back and forth. It's it's and of course, and of course, the mega end is never let me down. Yeah, is, and. Is, where the they finale at the whole moment. army yeah yes and that's when it started and to this day everybody does that i do it in my shows it's amazing how that has become like the symbol uh, of the pesh modes i mean no other artist ever i mean you do the ah they copy the pesh mode with the arms you know <laughs> <laughs> and there's two big moments when it comes to this concert they have everything counts where everyone continues oh, totally. singing at totally. the very end and then yeah never let me down again with the arms like this concert like it sucks that uh uh, DA had said that there is no actual full recording of the concert because yeah. he was there shooting a documentary. So his exactly. focus was the band and some, but it wasn't to capture the actual concert. So there is nothing where we're, unless someone snuck in a VHS camera or something, a Betamax, no, you know, there's, there's this one, there's this one guy who's, uh, his name is Benassi. He has like, he's like the web designer of Depeche Mode and he's the one who's got all of that stuff yeah he's also he's also said that uh, there are some lost tapes that never got found and uh same thing with I think they dropped the ball on the Violator album the Violator tour which oh. should have been filmed too as well well I remember a few years ago like people started sending footage like they were able to get the whole concert to the Dodger Stadium one like I remember, I like they, they like this is years ago. Yeah, yeah, like they were able to find that. So, so yeah. So for people, like you got to check out One on One. It's a great film. You know, speaking of nostalgia, there's um, there you get to see how how concerts were, especially the lady who controls the lighting. It's like she's playing yeah. a keyboard, and that's totally. amazing. It's back like then, now, yeah, it's all computer. But back when yeah. she would watch and go with the beat and play it. So check it out. It's like watching the original Real World or or Road Rules. But without them trying to act like they have a catchphrase or something or be all like, you know, like trying to be on social media because none of that existed. It's just real kids enjoying Depeche Mode, their love of Depeche Mode. So you got to check it out. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to check out Depeche Mode's 101. If you can't find the DVD, you could always stream it without the commentary. So, yeah, so we're going to be taking off. But before we go, I haven't done this in a long while, but I thought because I have you in, we have been talking music. 
uh, I'm gonna I, I want to do song of the week. So for song of the week, I want you to pick for it, say no one they've never listened to Depeche Mode ever at all. You know, so this is gonna be the first time. What song should they listen to? I would say Black Celebration. Black Celebration. Yes. Awesome. All right, there you go. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So for this week, it, I didn't pick it. This is Freddie's pick, but I totally agree with him. Check out Black Celebration. That's going to be our song of the week. So once again, thank you for being on, Freddie. Again, uh, please plug yourself. Where can everybody find you again? Yes, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Devotional Detepeshmal Experience. I also have a website, DevotionalDetepeshmalExperience.com. I know it's long, but we own that now. <laughs> and Instagram, Freddie Morales, Devotional Dave. Just punch in Devotion. Also, my YouTube. I have all from. I have videos from ten years of doing this from all over the world, from Chile to Mexico, to all this, you know, here in the States, my big shows. It's uh, Devotion of the Depression Experience, Freddie Morales, and I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Take care, and um, we're going to fight this. Yeah, well, th again, thank you for being on. It's, it's, it's great because it's like, you know, people, there's a lot of people are stuck at home, and I feel like the best way is to just try to entertain them, to take them away from the news, to bring them something fun, lighthearted, and, and for them to watch stuff. And there you go. Check out 101, the live album, and the DVD, and then make sure to listen to. Well, actually, I'm going to play 30 seconds of it at the end so you know what you're listening to Black Celebration. Yeah. But yeah, so please follow awesome. us on 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. Check out the Brothers Bear Network. We have a collection of podcasts out there for everyone. If you love Disney and you if you love comedy, you know, it's like, you know, things about family. We got a new show coming up, Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast. We have a whole collection of shows for you to check out. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The real 101 episode, Depeche Mode with Freddie Morales. So there you have it. Now it's time to get into that DeLorean and travel back to the future. <laughs> This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.